appreciate it so much. Matthew chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. There was a song several years ago in 1970. Some of you remember this. The song was released by Simon and Garfunkel. The song was called Bridge Over Troubled Waters. How many of you ever remembers that song? Well, you may not know about that song. It was their final studio album, and it had a huge success with this album. The title track won an unprecedented, they say, five Grammy Awards, while the complete record won Album of the Year. The album stayed number one for ten weeks, remained on the chart for a total of 85 weeks, and has been certified eight times platinum, even as this duo was breaking apart, were separating, no longer singing together. Some of you can quote this song, but let me just give you a few of the lyrics of this song. It says, when you're weary and feeling small, when tears are in your eyes, I'll drive them all, because I'm on your side. When times get rough and friends just can't be found, like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. When you're down and out, and when you're on the street, when evening falls so hard, I will comfort you. I'll take your part. Oh, when darkness comes and pain is all around, like a bridge over troubled water, I will lay me down. Think about that song in our Christian walk. Every one of us, we go through those different seasons, don't we? We go through seasons where we're experiencing good times. We go through seasons when we're experiencing bad times. So we're, we go through seasons where we're experiencing blessings one after the other. And during these times, we sing the songs of Zion with joy when we receive those blessings. It's easy to sing those songs of Zion. <laughs> there are those seasons, though, where we feel like we're going to go through a drought and we're going to go through a famine. But this is when the test and the trial comes. The enemy tries to steal our joy and steal our song. and It's sort of like the children of Israel in Psalms 137, verse 1, when it says, By the rivers of Babylon there we sat down, and yea, we wept. We remembered Zion, and we hung our harps upon the willows, and in the midst of it, for there who carried us away to captive asked for us a song, and those who plundered us requested myrrh, and saying, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. They responded, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. So the question comes, where do we get the strength to handle all the pressures of life? How do we navigate through life's rocky path sometimes in a fleshly tabernacle? We'll experience tough times along the way, and many of us, we've already, some of us experienced those tough times. But God has thoughts of peace for us, amen. Before the beginning of time, God was still on the throne. Before the beginning of time, God was still king. God created the heavens and God created the earth, and God says, we're more than the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. So how do I get a testimony when I go through a fire? How do we keep our sanity in a depressed state of mind? Many of you may or may not know this, but in order for you to get to point, from point A to point B in our Christian walk, we've got to go through troubled waters. And in these waters, there sometimes there are spiritual alligators. Sometimes there are spiritual crocodiles 
in these waters that we have to walk through. Sometimes there's these spiritual piranhas even at times that wants to eat at our flesh that will take you under. And it does not matter what your status is in society or how smart you are, you earn, you cannot travel from point A to point B on your own strength. Now this is where you need to listen. Because so many of us, we feel like we can get there on our own strength. So many of us, we feel like we've got the answer to our own question. So many of us feel like we've got the solution to our own problem and we continue answering our own problem, we continue answering our own question and we keep staying in the same boat time and time again, troubled waters all the time and we wonder how in the world do we get out of this? Well, the reason you're staying there is because you're doing the same thing. You're making the same answer. You're giving the same solution. You're not doing anything different. And in those troubled waters sometimes, you've got to realize you just simply, and I can't do it, on my own strength. I've got to have a solid foundation where I can walk at times. I've got to walk in order to progress from one destination to the next destination or spiritual life. And and whether you know it or not, Jesus Christ is your foundation in which you need to walk. Amen. He becomes the bridge when we encounter troubled waters. Look with me, Will, in Matthew chapter 8. Here's a similar story that you may may have read, and you remember this story, how the wind and the waves obeyed Jesus. In verse 23, in chapter 8, when he got into boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly a great tempest arose on the sea, and so that the boat was covered with the waves, but he was asleep, talking of Jesus. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are perishing. But he said to them, Why are you fearful, O you of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men marveled, saying, Who can this be, that even the winds and the seas obey him? I want you to notice that the early part of this chapter, what these guys have already went through, and I'll talk about this in a little little bit. But after the Sermon of the Mount, when he comes up on chapter 5 and 6 and 7 here, the Sermon of the Mount, chapter 8 starts, and when they get through that Sermon of the Mount, and before they enter the ship, the Bible records, in your first part of chapter 8, the Bible records four miracles that took place already. Four miracles. The Jewish leper got healed when Christ was present. There was a healing of the centurion servant when Christ was present. There was a healing of Peter's mother-in-law when Jesus was present there in the house. And then there was a healing of a demon-possessed man and, and a sick that when Jesus was present. They had left from Capernaum to pass over the Sea of Galilee to this eastern shore. And the Sea of Galilee, as many of you already know, that was known to have storms. And you may ask the question, well, then why do we have to go through storms? Why do we have to go through trials? We know trials and hardships that test our faith. But there's different types of trials, but they are designed to strengthen our faith in Almighty God. And this brings us to a better place in the Lord. Matter of fact, if you look at 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, the Bible will tell you, Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though through some strange thing has happened to you. Because many of us sometimes we wonder, Why, God? Why are we going through this thing? This is a strange thing. But the Bible tells us here, Don't think it's strange that you're going through this stuff. The Bible told us that we are and will go through those, di- those different places. But it says to rejoice in the extent that you partake in Christ 
Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, that you may also be glad with exceeding great joy. Amen. Can I tell you this morning that tribulation is a state or a time of a great affliction. Tribulation is connected with deliverance. Tribulations are viewed as entirely within the will of God, serving to promote a moral purity and a godly character that's in you and that's in me. Matter of fact, Romans chapter 5 verse 3 says this, And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. That's the things that that, that tribulations and, and, and hard times will produce in you. In James 1 and 2 and 4, the Bible says, My brethren, count it all what? Joy, when you fall into various temptations or trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Let me stop here long enough to tell you, if you want patience in your life, then let the trial work itself out in your life. If you want patience in your life to serve God and to serve fellow man, then you'll need to allow some of these things to come come in your life and to fulfill its destiny in your life life because it produces a character in you. It produces a patience in you. It produces a hope in you. But so many times when these trials come and these persecutions come, we say, I'm giving up. I'm leaving the church. I'm leaving God because all I'm doing is trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble, and I just can't take it no more. I'm preaching better than you shouting this morning. We don't like the trial. I get it. We don't like the persecution. I get it. But if I can ever, Brother Roger, get to the place that I understand, if I can count it all joy when I fall into these things, if I can count it all joy because I know the testing of my faith will produce patience, if I can count it all joy and I can allow patience to just simply work and have its perfect work, then I can be perfect, Sister Mavis. Then I can be complete. Hallelujah. Then I won't lack nothing. I can walk in victory. I can walk on top of the mountain. I can know that I know that I know that God is on my side because he's working those things out in my life. Amen. How many knows he's still God in the hardships? And through the testing of the believer's faith, it leads to a greater stability. Through the testing there, it leads to a greater maturity. Listen, go back and look at the life of Job. Job endured without even knowing what was going on sometime. Didn't even understand what was taking place, but he got blessed at the end of his trial. Amen. He got blessed. And you and I, we're God's workmanship today in Christ Jesus. We're called to do something. But before we can do something, first the Lord has to have first place in our lives. Isaiah, the Bible said, saw the Lord high and lifted up in his train filled the temple. Moses went to Pharaoh after having a meeting with God. We can't do nothing until we see God high and lifted up in our lives. And we're called to love one another. Matter of fact, 1 John chapter 4 says this, Beloved, let us love one another for love is of God but everyone who loves is born of God and knows God he who does not love God does not know God for God is love in this the love of God was manifest toward us that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might have everlasting life amen let me stop here long enough just to tell you some of our reasons some of our problem in the church world today, because we don't understand what love is, is because we haven't forgotten and forgiven our fellow man. I ain't going to say nothing to them if they don't say nothing to me. 
I ain't going to look their way if they don't look my way. But if they look my way, I'm going to give them a look. <laughs> and we come and we cry out to God, give me love, God. God can't give you love because you don't understand love. Is this all right? That's what John says. Beloved, let us love one another. Look at your neighbor and say, are you one another? <laughs> the answer should be yes. Let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Amen. So who are you trusting today in this troubled times? Who are you trusting in troubled waters? Because we are called to seek the kingdom of heaven first. We've got to put our trust in God and not other people. Trust means to place a confidence in. Trusting in God simply means to have faith in an almighty God. Psalms 119 says, this is my, com- this is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. Hallelujah. Comfort comes from God's promises. To claim his promises is a call to action. I'm not just saying it. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to claim his action. Look, listen to me, church. I'm not looking at my trouble, but I'm looking towards for my blessing. I'm not looking at the storm that I might be going through, but I'm looking toward there's a sunny day, and it's called S-O-N when he comes in my life. I'm not looking at what man says about me, but I'm looking toward what God says about me and what God's deliverance says about me. I'm not looking, Brian and Shada, that the world says I've got to get a divorce. I'm looking what God says. I'm going to be brought back together, and my family's going to be complete. I ain't looking at my current situation, but I'm looking toward a breakthrough that's coming in my life. I ain't looking at the present storm, but I'm looking where, and I'm looking toward where the storm blows over, and the Lord Jesus Christ is going to put peace that passes all understanding in my life. Well, give him praise in the house. Hallelujah. How do you know that can happen? Pastor Isaiah 40 says, have you not known? Have you not heard that everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, never faints nor is weary? His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not be weary. They'll walk and not faint. Listen, you might be troubled on every side, but you ain't going to be distress. You might be perplexed, but you're not going to be in despair. You might be persecuted, but you're not forsaken today. You may be cast down, but can I tell you and assure you, you're not going to be destroyed. For this cause we'll faint, we faint not, but through our outward man we perish. But can I tell you this inward man, it grows day by day. It's getting stronger day by day. Why? Because of the love of the Father that on the inside that's growing every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I will tell you, when God's supernatural power meets natural man, transformation takes place. I can't do it, but he can do it. And if I'm just willing that he can do it, if I'm just open to what he can do, transformation will take place, amen. He'll walk into a new nature, sort of like an inside job, so to speak. We're made in God's image. Look, situations you go through is a gate. It's a circumstance, if you will, And it's a door that we go through. Psalms 24 and 7 says, Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up your everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? He's the Lord strong and mighty. 
He's the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your gates. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up you everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. That He is the King of glory. Are you down and out this morning? Then lift up your heads this morning because the King of glory wants to come in. Are you down and out this morning? Then lift up your heads. Who is this King of glory? It is the King. It is the King. It is the King. It is our soon coming King that's coming back after you and I today. Hallelujah. Well, pastor, I'm just waiting for a big name preacher to come to town so I can see the glory of God. I'm just waiting for youth camp because everybody knows we got good services at youth camp. I'm just waiting for that revival to take place where I can come and get in the water. Well, what God are you serving? Are you serving the God of just a name, of a big-name preacher? Are you serving a God of just a one-time revival that took place several years ago? Hello, somebody. Are you serving a God that, I, that is and is to come? Are you serving a God that's every day? Are you serving a God that's 24 hours a day? Are you serving a God that whenever I want to, Brother David, I can come boldly into the throne of grace? Whenever I desire, I can, I can find out who the mighty, mighty God is. And whenever I desire, I can lift up my head and I can find out who he is today. Amen. He is the king. He is our soon coming king. He is the God that comforts me. He is the God who guides me. He is the God who protects me. He is the God who provides for me. He is the God that can heal my life. He is the God that can take me from where I am to where I need to go. He is the God that can put me back together. He is the God that can bring my marriage and restore my relationship back together. He is the God that can heal cancer in my life. He is the God that can even put a smile on my face. Let me look across here and see how many smiling or do you look like you've been sucking persimmons? <laughs> Some of us, we get that way sometimes. But if we really believe what the Scripture says, man, I, I pray you listen to me. If we really believe what the Scripture says, if we really believe what the Scripture says, if we really believe what the Scripture says, I mean, if we really Truly believe what the scripture says. Then who is this king of glory? He's the Lord God Almighty. Then he's able to take care of my situations. He's able to take care of my situations. Listen to me. While there's preachers, and don't get don't get don't 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 uh, misconstrue my wording right here. While there's preachers that sell sell miracle water at their meetings. All you and I got to do is run to the mercy seat. I ain't got to have no special water. While there's some that'll sell olive oil from Jerusalem for you to anoint yourself with, and, I, and that's all right, but I ain't got to wait for the special olive oil. I can run to the mercy seat, and I can dip in to his oil, amen. I can fall into his anointing. I can fall into his touch. So often we run to and fro trying to, trying to find some kind of healing over here and healing over there when it's right in the house already. And I ain't talking about this house. I'm talking about your house. Amen. 
Situations come in like a flood. The flood sometimes lift up their voice. But can I tell you, the Lord is mightier than the flood. The Lord is mightier than the many waters that come your way. Hallelujah. And what some of us need to understand, we've got to praise Him in the midst of the difficulty. We've got to lift up His hands in the midst of the storm. We've got to lift up the name of Jesus even while I'm walking through the stuff. How do you know that? Turn to Psalms 150. Musicians, come right quick. I need you to help me here. Get on those high cymbals and those keyboards and drums, and I just want us to celebrate a little bit. How do I know that? Psalms 150 says, praise the Lord. Exclamation point. Y'all ain't hearing me. Praise the Lord. Exclamation point. I wasn't real good in English, but they tell me an exclamation point means it's, a, it's an excited sort of thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to just be a, a excited about what I'm talking about. And it says, praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the temporal and the dance. Praise Him with string instruments and the flutes. Praise Him with loud sounding cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, I don't, I don't want you to miss what I'm saying here. But Brother Reigns, I'm convinced we miss it in the praise. We miss it in the praise. I'm struggling. I don't feel like praise. It ain't all about your feeling. My wife is leaving me. My husband's leaving me. It ain't all about that. Get beyond that. I'm, I'm struggling in my sickness and in my infirmity. I get you. I understand it, but it ain't all about that. Sometimes I got to get beyond where I am in this life. Sometimes I've got to move beyond my fault. I've got to move beyond my failure. Sometimes I've got to get along with God. And i just got to praise Him and give Him a crazy praise sometimes. Y'all know what a crazy praise is, right? A crazy praise is when it don't make no sense. Some of y'all still don't know what I'm talking about. I'm going through the trial and it don't make no sense to praise God. But I'm going to praise Him anyway. <laughs> I'm going through my, my stuff and, and my family's fragmenting and my, my family's all coming apart and I, I feel like I'm just going to praise Him anyway. Folk don't understand it. You riding down the highway and folk looking over in your car and you acting crazy in the car. They don't know what you've been through. They don't know what you've been through, but you're going to praise Him anyway. The little woman that come and broke the alabaster box on Jesus' feet, poured it on His hair, on His feet, cleaned all that up with her hair. It didn't look right to the folk around. All she was doing, just giving God a crazy praise. All she was doing is just going and, and paying homage to Him, giving Him honor. There's some of you in the house today. You need to forget about all the stuff that's going on and just give God praise that don't make no sense today. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to stop, but let me read this to you one more time. Because some of you didn't get it. Musicians, get ready. Turn my mic up. Psalms 150. It says, praise the Lord. 
midst of it all. Praise the Lord. In the midst of my difficulty, praise the Lord. In the midst of my calamity, praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty permanence. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and the harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise Him with the string instruments and the, and the flutes. Praise Him on the loud cymbals. Let everything, let everything that has breath, praise ye the Lord. Well, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. They're fixing to crank up on something, but I would to God that about half of you in here, and if it's more than that, I'll be really tickled. But I pray to God that half of you in here would just come down to this altar with no agenda, with no agenda whatsoever other than lifting His name and to praise Him in the midst of your storm. Pastor, I'm visiting today, so I don't want to act crazy. Well, why'd you come? You come to get something different. You come for something to change your life. And I'm telling you, this can change and revolutionize your life. Hold up. I'm praising for I'm praying for Sunday school teachers to be down here and worship God. I'm praying for council members to get out of their council robe and get out here and worship God. I'm praying for youth leaders, youth teachers, Pastor David, to come down and worship God. I'm praying for those in leadership to get down and worship God. I'm praying for those of you that think you something and you ain't. I don't mean that bad. To get out here and worship God. And I'm praying for some of you that you're hurting today. You're hurting. You know who I'm talking to. You're hurting today because of events and circumstances in your life. I'm asking you to break forth from that crud. Get out of that shell and get out here to this altar. It may not make no sense to you, but forget about it. Sometimes it don't make no sense to me either. But I'm going to praise my way out of it. I'm going to do what Psalms is telling me to do. That in the sanctuary, I'm going to praise Him. In the house, I'm going to praise Him. Whatever I've got in my hands, I'm going to use it to lift Him up and to praise Him. It may not make no sense, but I'm going to praise Him anyway. Why? Because God is still God in the hardships. He's still God in the pain. He's still God in the difficulty. He's still God. He's still God. He's still God. Well, come on. Let's give Him praise. Let's give Him praise today. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. We bless your name, Father. Hallelujah. In the midst of my difficulty, in the midst of my pain, I'm going to praise you. In the midst of my pain, I'm going to praise you. In the midst of my pain, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. 
him praise, give him praise. Shout for the victory. Shout and you've been set free. Shout. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Shout for the victory. Shout and you've been set free. Shout. Shout for the victory. somebody they went off shouting they knew something was changed in their life now he told them sometimes how you need to be quiet but they didn't keep quiet how can you keep quiet hmm. I, I, I gotta be careful because you'll, you'll think sometimes I'm getting on to us and I'm not getting on to us because sometimes I, I really think sometimes brother Roger we get in this rut in Pentecostal circles and some some will say well pastor this is all emotion that's what I was going to say. Well, it is to some extent because we are emotional. You scream at ball games. Some of you even probably let out a little scream yesterday when Arkansas won. It surprised you. Surprised me. But you may, whoo. But we're emotional people. So then why can't I bring that same emotion into the house of God and give Him praise for who He is and what He means to us. Well, Pastor, you got to understand, I just, I just wasn't raised this way. I got it. I understand. I, I get it. But I'm going to tell you, if you want something different in your life, you've got to be willing to do something different. It's just, it's just as simple as it is. I'm telling you, I, I'm sick and tired 
of getting phone calls and hearing about families splitting apart. I'm sick and tired of hearing about families that's fragmented. I, I know I'm hard and heavy on the families this morning, but I want to tell you, I don't like getting those calls because God doesn't want those things to happen. He wants to keep us together. He wants to keep us together. I said He wants to keep us together. I may have to argue with Karen every now and then. And she might have to argue with me every now and then. But it don't mean i got to leave her. And she got to leave me. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if she's going, I'm going. She ain't leaving me without me going with her. I'm staying with her. Thick or thin, I'm staying. But we've got to be determined like that. I'm just... I know I'm comical a little bit, but we've got to determine in our heart and in our mind this is what's going to happen. And we've got to determine in our heart and our mind, God, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm just not going to do it. I know these situations are going to come. I know problems are going to come. I know we'll have to work through some stuff and we'll have to walk through the troubled waters at times. But Lord, let me walk through them understanding that the testing and the trying of my faith produces a patience in me. And it's going to make me a better person. It's going to make me a better who I am. If I could ever just get that. And just praise Him in the midst of it. I may not agree. I may not understand everything. But I'm going to praise Him in the midst of it. Hallelujah. Some said, well, Pastor, a few months ago this young man come and said things are going to take place in October. See, some of y'all, you've missed it. You're expecting some kind of big something to take place in every service God has done something. In October, if you really look at it. Seriously. But some of you got on your mind, oh, God's got to be the supernatural thing. Well, God can't give you sometimes supernatural stuff if you ain't willing to take the little stuff. I'm not trying to downplay October and what, what, was, what was prophesied over by Brother Chris. I, I was just with him this past week. Had dinner with him and talked with him. God's doing great things in their church. But I told him, hey, just want to let you know God's doing some great things in our church right now. God's touching some folk, even in the midst of the stuff. When we started this Rise campaign, problem after problem after problem after problem come up. But God still was faithful. And I've had to learn, and you've got to learn. I've got to praise Him in the midst of it. I've got to praise Him anyway. He can take me. He's still God in the hardships. He's still God in the hardships. I said He's still God in the hardships. Yes, He is. Brother Allen, He's a good God. He's a good God. I can't think of one time he's done me wrong. I can't think of one time where he's messed me up in the sense of me wanting to leave him. Oh, I get having a pity party at times. But sometimes and somehow God always shows up, Sister Parker. He always does. Puts me back where I need to go. He's God in the hardships. He's God in the hardships. He's God in the hardships. I know it's easy to serve Him in the good times, but I'm going to tell you, understand God can train you and teach you some stuff in the hard times. He can take you. Praise Him through it. Praise Him through it.